The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. My favorite color, yeah, as you can tell. At. I'm wearing green socks with aliens on them. It's true. Oh, on topic of today's Brenna. topic. Jack. Yeah. Yes, Robert. If people lived in England. <laughs> which they do not. <laughs> which they don't. Which they don't. Science has established they do not. But if they, and they sang if, the song Secret Tunnel from it, Avatar The Last Airbender. What would it be? What would it be? A secret Tunnel. Oh, secret tunnel through the mountain. Secret, 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 secret tunnel. I screwed up. I said tunnel in the last I one. I know. It's the tunnel, though. Sorry. We were singing this all day. All day we were singing secret tunnel. It's been stuck in my head. I forget what we were even talking. I just love the song the secret things tunnel. I miss when I'm quarantined upstairs dealing with bullshit yeah well yeah, me, me and jack were talking about our celebrity crushes and i had fun. mentioned that i think that the new mine? katara is cute Bobby because thinks the new katara is a cutie she's 22 okay know. she is a cutie yeah, i don't know what you're saying right now well from the new avatar live action on uh netflix that's coming she um, could pass as like 18 yeah that's just why she probably she got cast. She does, does that make young. it better no you? that makes like, it worse Jack. shut up no i'm just saying i couldn't read your tone well because like she's young is the thing she is young looking so that's like when like bobby young strapping lads no i know i'm only 20 like she's old she is she's older than me she's older than you jack who's your celebrity crush emma stone i love emma stone's a cutie who's your celebrity crush i don't know man who's a celebrity your wife Oh my god! <laughs> is she? Uh, she's not famous. She doesn't want. She doesn't want that kind of shout out. She's not famous. She's not famous. She doesn't. On whatever the opposite of a she's, shout out is. She's podcast famous for being shouted out for making soap. <laughs> Mysterious. Like wife. three times we shout her out every time. We're about to shout her out again for the soap. Yeah. You know who else we're gonna Great shout soap. out? Before we get into this episode, I just want to give a quick shout out to some new listeners of the pod who also have their own show. They do. Zach and Aaron. Zach. Is about See, six two, Aaron and, Zach. and Aaron is about six <laughs> right. one. They he, he, one one of them is about this high, and the other <laughs> is about this high. high. Yeah, yeah. Um, so hopefully that's go clear. The, go to Zach Z A C K ampersand Aaron A A R O N on YouTube. They make dice and they play games with the dice. Yes. Um, and it's like improv games. It's pretty funny. It's so funny, and and we're gonna have them on the pod at some. Point. We will at it some point. Cross, we're not gonna say that. next week because it might not be next week we, yeah, no we don't want to make any promises but at some point guys. they will come yeah. on the pod because literally i'm looking in through the window where their set is right now yes spoiler yes. alert we're right like little neighbor we're neighboring yes. companies little here. neighboring neighboring boys mm. um mm. speaking mm. of so many boys. neighboring boys yes yeah, so you know many who boys. hated 
<laughs> Damn it. I was on such a roll with that. It was with such that a good transition. segue. And so you fell off the cliff like the You owner. know who hated Sorry. his neighbors? Peace. Who? HP Lovecraft. <gasps> who that? And yeah. before that, I'm your I'm your I'm your uh justified J, Jack. I'm your bubbling B, Bobby. I'm your bronchitis B Brent. Because <laughs> oh. I still have bronchitis. Oh god. Did Brent. you pre don't. Did you like think about that before? No, like, I just it just came out. Legitimately, every time we have a guest, I would criticize them for not thinking of one because I have the whole time we're introducing ourselves to think of one. But I never think of one ever. I always because like, you have improv forced skills. To do, yeah, I'm just so good at improv. You same are. here, same. Yes, and <laughs> yes, and no. I'm taking 101. You know, no, I'm really good yes at yes and no, but I've, oh, I've started yeah. noticing that every single podcast I twist my fingers and it really hurts and I need to stop. You need doing a fidget boy. I did. I, I, I did take your fidget. Technically, cube. that what's well, okay. Speaking of Christy, she did technically buy that for Bobby. It's my fidget spinner thingy from Christy. Christy, you, Christy. buy me one. Except have mine have um, I don't know what all superhero I like. Yeah, all might have mine have all might on it. Or uh, you guys hear that? Yeah, that's Jack's fidget clicker. That's my fidget clicker. He's okay, clicking Bobby, away. You, sound, you could, don't have to sound that disinterested. <laughs> <laughs> like, you could really sound a little bit more Jack, interested. you know I love you, no matter what. Do I? I don't know. Do you know? <laughs> do you know? <laughs> this is getting weird. Brent, don't, real for don't, second, don't look guys. at me like Oof. that, Brent. Yeah. It's um, getting too real. What do you guys yeah. know about H.P. Lovecraft? Back onto the topic of the day. H.P. Lovecraft, famous author. I gave you that one. That's a gimme. Yeah. Mm. What do you guys know about him? Mm. Well, I all I know about H.P. Lovecraft thus far is that he invented Cthulhu, the great like ocean demon, demon, which is basically all I know about it. I know everything I know about H.P. Lovecraft comes from like South Park, because when I was a kid, I watched South Park and there was like this whole arc with Cthulhu. Oh, yeah. That's all I know about it. He's, he's most certainly the most popular in the pop culture. Yeah. Um. Let's see. What do I know about H.P. Lovecraft other than the Cthulhu stuff? Did question i mean you you don't have to answer this right now did he write the necronomicon or or something interesting like? yes okay the, uh, the idea of the necronomicon started with hp lovecraft okay because i remember <laughs> i started reading like a i got a long thread in my, jack, in my uh, shirt. jack oh man there's too many similar sounds Jack's names just in here. unraveling his shirt well, yeah, it's, it's, it's coming long, out of his like armpit too which is bizarre <laughs> it was annoying do we have scissors all right just continue brent so um I I started reading it was like a collection of his short stories sometime back. I never finished it, but uh so I I have read some of his stuff before and uh I know I I always kind of associate this kind of like just this uh what what's the word for existential horror? Yeah, with the, the, the he's a big himself. he's a big a big horror boy. Yeah, um, he like ushered in a new age, uh, like a new he he basically is the father of a, of an entire new genre, mm-hmm. um, called uh, most commonly called eldritch horror. Yeah, but I I I prefer the term cosmic horror because it makes it makes more sense. Mm. Um, but we'll get we'll get into his actual mythos after we talk about his life. So it'll, yes. it'll probably help you understand his mythos a little bit better. Yeah. And then the one other thing I've heard about him is that he was like a little bit of an anti-Semite, maybe um, <laughs> a little wee wee bit way more than a little bit. Okay. Oh. He, was, he was a raging racist. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like no ifs, ands or buts about it. He was a racist man. See, I didn't know any of this. All yes. I've ever heard was his name and, and, his connections to we were so distracted by zach and aaron being here earlier today that we um didn't even put up the pod in session sign oh, so you guys have now. to vamp while i put okay i'm gonna vamp for jack because jack vamps for me this is my 
is my cronk impression. Well, this is was, my voice. That was awful. <laughs> but now it's my voice. Now this is my voice. <laughs> this is our joke our about doing impressions. You guys ever seen The Dark Crystal? I haven't, actually. Oh. Um, I've never seen it either, but I feel like one of the voice there could have been in The Dark Crystal. It's very Muppety. <laughs> you the one that I just did? Yeah, you're you're basically a Muppet. Is that the, the Jim Henson thing that's on Netflix? Yeah. yeah. The newest, the new, the yeah. like... Age of Resistance is like the sequel to it. Maybe it's a prequel. I can't really remember, but both of them are on Netflix. I recommend you check them out. They're not. They're CG, I'm, right? They're puppets. They're, they're actual not CG. Puppets? Well, so the old one was like pure puppetry, and yeah. the new one I saw is the a, old one. The new one is a mix of puppets and CG. Hmm. Like the characters are mostly puppets, but like they you they I've heard I haven't seen them. I really really want to see them. Um, because I was actually really into puppets when I was in college. I yeah. almost minored in puppetry. Yes, Fun you little told fact. us about mm. this. Yeah, um, which I think is really cool because I liked to make puppets in high school. Yeah, um, puppets specifically. But they, I've heard again. I haven't seen it. I've heard that they do a beautiful job of blending practical and visual effects. Really special effects. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's always on my recommended for Netflix, and then I get caught up watching Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, every time I open up, I'm like, what am I going to watch today? I always just go back to a- anime yeah. every time. I started watching Mob Psycho. Oh, is that good? Um, the art style is fantastic, really? and the writing is fantastic. <laughs> so basically everything you would want in an anime. Yeah, right. Yeah. What about the music? Um, the opening is a banger. Oh, well, then you go. You get the three. There's like this whole thing where they count up. Three. It's so funny. Like the anime opening is like it's an important part of it. It is because it gets like, you amped up for the show. I normally just skip the opening. But like with Mom Psycho, it's a banger. They like mm. count up to 100. It's like it's really sick. I'll play I it after. I never watched an anime intro like through. Well, Full Metal Alchemist is an Don't you watch the Dragon Ball one? But <laughs> once I started watching Dragon Ball, I like couldn't shut it off. It was so good. But here's the real question. How are the power levels? Are the power levels above nine thousand? After they after that that it bit just can't be right. That's the thing. The power level being over nine thousand is legitimately in the first like the second big fight of the show. Yeah, it's like it's in the, the first thirty. It's episodes. in the first thirty. It's within the first thirty episodes, and after that, power levels are like way. Listen, like Frieza's power level is like over a million. Once right you get now. to Frieza, power Frieza, levels. The nothing. last time you ever hear about power levels really? is when Frieza says. I'm in this form. My power, power levels, levels above a million, and, and then that's and then the Goku's last time like, you hear about it. And then Goku's like, "Ko Ken times ten. Yeah. and then and then King Kai is like, ah, "Goku," <laughs> <laughs> and then and then uh, and then uh, Gregory one. is like, Gregory. "I try to get me on the head. I'm gonna run around real fast." All right, and that's our Sorry. daily. That's our daily and anime. That's been our HP Lovecraft episode. <laughs> We're eventually. <laughs> we eventually have to do a Dragon Ball episode. It's in Why? the board uh, because I. Uh, we'll, we'll let the viewers decide. Why the is listeners. it boggling? I mean, it's weird. I think there's some crazy facts about it. But, I guess um, you know, so. I got to stop just pulling my personal interests into the show. <laughs> People at home, if you want to hear a Dragon Ball episode, let us know. But anyway, let's Maybe get back do to it the as a topic and bonus episode. We as could a Patreon b- 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 bonus. Episode. Oh my god, we could do it Wait, in Dude Soup. Maybe ma- Dude Soup. Dude Soup. Dude Soup. If you guys want to hear Dude Soup, Dude Soup is a, is a, is a, is, a, is an idea for a podcast where we're all in a hot tub talking about whatever we want. Yeah, and it's like a like as many dudes as you can get in that hot tub. Yes. is what you would do, and it's Dude Soup. Um, it just reminds me of that Amanda Show bit, the little skit where they'd all where be they in the hot, hot tub, tub in their full clothing, the jacuzzi yeah. bit. Like you'd have Santa Claus in his full Santa outfit in the hot tub. That I was awesome. It. it wasn't a hot tub. It was a jacuzzi. They're different. Jacuzzis don't. Jacuzzis just have jets. They don't heat up. Really? Yep. 
Interesting. Maybe they're maybe that's that that's how I have always interpreted it. Interesting. Interpreted. You could have like a hot. You could have a hot water jacuzzi. Well, no, that would be a hot tub. This is the furthest. Or maybe jacuzzis jacuzzis are always attached to pools, but hot tubs are like. But anyway, let's get back to H.P. Lovecraft here. H.P. Lovecraft was a messed up dude. His life was his life was incredibly tragic. Okay. Um. He was born August twentieth, eighteen ninety, in Providence, Rhode Island. Shouts out to Brent. I live in Rhode Island. Brent lives in Rhode Island. That is true. I go to Providence regularly for Indian food. Ooh. Now I want Indian food. Thank you. Yeah, bro. He was the... I'm gonna have Indian. Only oh. child. His name is Howard Phillips Lovecraft. Lovecraft is his real last name, by the way. It wow. is. Yeah, his name was Howard Phillips Lovecraft. Uh, but 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 his his uh his father and mother were from his mother was from a very rich family, and his father was a traveling salesman. Um, and by the time Lovecraft was born, his father was already suffering from syphilis, but they didn't know what syphilis was back then. Right. Um, so his mind was uh, syphilis rots your brain. Oh, yeah. So his mind was going, going insane. So from a very young age, Lovecraft was introduced to mental instability, which yeah. is which is a pretty important uh, uh, thing to know. Um, his father was taken away from him at the age of five years old and died in a mental hospital, uh, raving mad, absolutely insane from the syphilis. Um, he died. Um, his mother and him then moved in, which is very rich grandfather named. He has the best name. I cannot believe I can't remember it. Um, Whipple Van Buren Phillips is his <laughs> name. Good old Whipple. Whipple. Good old Whipple Phillips. His, his name is Whipple Phillips. Whipple Van Buren Phillips. So, so they moved in with him and he had H.P. Lovecraft being he Lovecraft had a very, very strong bond with his grandfather. Mm-hmm. Um, he loved when his grandfather would tell stories, um, specifically his grandfather had this party trick. They call it a party trick, but it's just like something, something that he would do at parties where he would entertain guests by making up scary stories on the spot. And Lovecraft loved these stories. He was obsessed with these stories. He, like the, the Whipple and Lovecraft were like inseparable and Lovecraft was a terrified little boy um and whipple like helped him um through overcoming a lot of his fears like his fear of heights um and his fear of the dark was a big one so like whipple would walk into a dark room and be like okay you have to walk through that now and like you have to come to me through the dark room yeah basically so he yeah he would like turn off the lights in the house um and be like, okay, now go walk through the dark house. And like, he was like, I'll be here. It's fine. So that's how he helped him get over the, uh, his fear of the dark. His fear of just being a little bitch. Yeah, he's just being <laughs> I was afraid of the dark as a kid, so I shouldn't I am currently afraid of the dark. Are you serious? Yes. Really? And not like, well, I mean, like, obviously, if we turn the lights off, I wouldn't be scared. <laughs> but I'm afraid of the dark in the sense of I'm afraid of the unknown and like, I'm not afraid of the dark. I'm afraid of there being things out in the dark that I can't see. Right. Is what I, is what yeah. I mean by that, which is very, you're having your senses deprived. Yeah. Which is very on theme with Lovecraft. Yes. Kind of. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. when I was like, yeah. uh, probably a senior in high school, yeah. I had like the worst panic attack. Cause I, I slept in this room in, in a like lake house up in Winnipesaukee and it's really dark up there, you know, at night. Like, there's not a lot of lights going. So mm-hmm. it's just pitch black. And the room was was so dark, and I couldn't find the door. And I didn't have, like, 
my cell phone on me. So I'm walking around, I'm hitting the walls, hitting the, and I've never been more scared. I, I was freaking out because I'm like, I just want to get out of here. Dude. And I couldn't find the handles. I'm like, I guess I'll just go back to bed. Like, what do I do? That's, that's, that's why there was one time where my house was under construction. Um, when I was, so when I was younger, we, the house we bought and a few years later, we added an addition on that, like doubled the size of the house. So there was a time where my room is directly across the hall from my parents' room. Like it's just down the hall. It's a pretty long hall, but their room was like finished so they could have a place to sleep. And then like the in-between area was kind of like unfinished and it was big open and there were just like tarps hanging down from it. And I remember there was a storm one night and it woke me up and I was really scared and I opened my door to like go into my parents' room because I was a terrified little boy. And <clears throat> it's pouring out rain. There's there's lightning and thunder, and like the wind is like making the tarps flap. And I'm sitting here, and it's literally like this this like infinitely long from my like it seemed like it went on forever. Just like terrifying stretch of like this thin hallway with like the only thing keeping the outside out were these tarps, and like some water was getting in, and it was literally like out of a video game nightmarish like thing and i, I just picture the room going like like exactly like yeah when someone thinks and then yeah the room like distorts and extends like that's what it was and i walked across and i i remember seeing my cat and i thought my cat had fallen out of the thing which she didn't i just was and i like go into that i go into that room and i see like my dad had like woken up in the middle of the night and he was in his underwear and he had all these buckets everywhere and oh. he was like trying to like stop the flooding in like the new addition of the house because like the water was all getting in everywhere and i was like what's up dad <laughs> and he was like you need to go back to bed <laughs> what's up dad and like, oh, i would have been freaked out i would have thought that like the tricks bunny was gonna come and eat me or something what is it with you and the tricks bunny i don't know but you know who else your sister no maya maya she also is freaked out by the tricks bunny really friend, friend of the pod Friend of yeah, the pod, Maya. yeah, I was talking to her about it the other day. Oh, I was, was this like, in the same conversation as Gushers? Yeah, about how Gushers turn your heads to fruit, yeah. and they didn't like that. But anyway, being a kid is weird. It's being freaky. a kid is weird, and it sucks even more when everyone you love dies. Because after this, oh, guess no. what? His grandfather passed away. No, um, and his and his grandmother shortly after that. How did his, how did they pass away? Just old age. Um, I think his grandfather had cancer. So when his grandfather died, he was like completely like distraught. And then his grandmother died shortly after. And so his mother and his two maternal aunts all had to move into a very small apartment because after the grandfather died, his assets were extremely mismanaged. And so they lost most of their money. Um, So they had to move into this really cheap apartment. And from here on out, um, Lovecraft basically like just scraped by for the rest of his life and never like he never got out of this like rut in his life. Um, he, he was so distracted from, from school that he had to drop out. Um, and he was too young to go to college at this time. So he just basically stayed home and worked random jobs while his mother like barely let him out of her sight. Um, she was so, so, so overprotective of him. Um, and eventually his mother died too of an of of an unknown disease. Shit. Um she was sickly the whole this this whole time and so he was with his maternal aunts now who were incredibly verbally and physically abusive towards Lovecraft. Um <clears throat> he, Now how old was he when his mother finally passed uh, away? 14. Oh, so this all happened like yeah. within the first 14 years of his life? Yeah. Damn. He was I believe he was 14. That's um crazy. when he uh when his uh, grandmother died and when his mother died and then he, he uh, 
well because that's just like boys. i mean think about like that losing one person oh my god but then losing mother your father both your grandparents like all that like just you're left with like oh no, no he was he was he was 14 when his when his grandfather died okay. and he was um 18 to 20 gotcha yeah 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 yeah, yeah. he was uh he was 18 when his mother died. So he wasn't really adolescent. He was yeah, still he young. was still he was still a kid. He like lived. He like never lived on his own ever. Yeah. There was one time in his life where he lived on his own. Um, and and we'll get there. But while he was living with his aunts, there was this newspaper that would be like that had like cheesy romance, like 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 uh, Nicholas Sparks hmm. basically type deal. To remember, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like super the cheesy. Notebook um romance the stories one i can't remember right now all that's i know is the safe notebook haven. safe haven yeah that's what i was thinking of is nicholas the sparks ghost mailbox is dear john and nicholas sparks yeah dear I john believe so <laughs> you can only say things about nicholas sparks movies in this voice <laughs> oh, french is Nic- good talking like that for nicholas sparks actually is kind of a douchebag oh as it turns out. hot oh. take hot take yeah, oh, really? He's, he's kind of said some really problematic bad stuff. Oh, Nicholas Sparks. Books. But anyway, you know, as oh, you do. Oh, Nicholas Sparks. Anyway. Why are all these creators so bad? Maybe people are just bad and we just know about the creators because they're famous. True. Interesting. But I feel like most people I meet, I mean, maybe it's under the surface. I don't know. Seem like good people. I just, I, I, I don't know many people who do that many bad things right have you met brent oh right i forgot (laughs) about brent oh man all of my atrocities all of brent's atrocities that he's committed uh leave us a review of what you think brent's atrocities (laughs) are yeah yeah Um, name the atrocity (laughs) we want to hear name that atrocity (laughs) show me genocide we're done with the joke (laughs) the the joke's too far now anyway you've gone too far jack while he was living with his aunt's he was getting they were getting this magazine that had just the worst cheesiest romance writing ever and lovecraft was like haha i'm gonna get this boy and he starts sending letters to the publishers all in like poetic rhyme criticizing this author and the publishers were like we like the cut of your jib kid why don't you come work for us so he started writing things for them um, making like a little bit of pocket money here and there. Uh, most of it just went towards like supporting himself and his aunts. Um, and through this, he met a woman named Susie. Aww. Susie was a hat maker who was very wealthy because her hat business was doing very well. And she, she, um, <clears throat> she was uh, a producer for a lot of these magazine firms, so she would um, she would supply the money for it and then get money off of that. That's how producing works. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so she and him started talking, and she took a fancy to him, and he was neutral towards her, to oh, say really? the least. Yeah, she really liked him, but reportedly he like didn't have any strong feelings towards her. But they secretly married... Um, okay. after they met and uh, he he didn't tell anyone he sent a letter to his aunts that was like peace out losers I'm gonna go live with Susie in New York you think he secretly liked Susie or do you think that he was I think like, he just was an awkward boy yeah um, there are reports from Susie that said that she had to um, like she, she, she he was a virgin when they met mm-hmm. and that she had to greatly convince him to have 
sex oh and that she would ha- like she would have to give him textbooks on like human anatomy and stuff in order for Whoa. him to like understand um, oh, so he was really like sheltered he was incredibly sheltered, sheltered. Wow. um so of course it's hp lovecraft so tragedy will follow him hmm. and so Susie became incredibly sick oh no and she wasn't able to work in her hat shop anymore. And so it went out of business and they lost a lot of their money. Um, after a few years of them being broke, uh, she eventually was like, listen, I'm going to Cleveland. I have things there. And he was like, go to Cleveland then. Um, but I'm not following you. And she left to Cleveland and he lived on his own in New York. And when he was living on his own in New York for the short period of time, was when he like spiraled into his own sense of madness. He would, he wrote so many poems that were incredibly racist and anti-Semitic that it was absurd. And the thing is, was he had, he had been writing his, his, his stories throughout this time. And he had other contemporaries that were like writing stories with him. Uh, Before Susie left, he had written the call of Cthulhu, which is the first time Cthulhu had ever been mentioned. And his, contemporaries were enamored with it and they were like we need to start writing other other works in this universe and a lot of the other writers were jewish which was weird because he would talk about how like he walks through the streets of new york and he sees the faces of the mongoloid jewish people and about how he how it almost works him up into a fury and he wishes he could punch every bastard in the face that's like a direct quote from him it's paraphrased a little bit but it's like 90 percent what he said um, he wrote he yeah, wrote a poem called "On the Creation of the N Word." Pete N Word, and um, he went to describe. I mean, this was in like this was in the early 1900s, um, so it wasn't like that that much, but it was still incredibly. Unfortunately, racist. that was like yeah, common. like that. W- it wasn't like super common. It wasn't super common. But yeah, like, it wasn't. It wasn't uncommon for people to ha- have this yeah. opinion. And he wrote. He like went on to write about how like how like black people are like subhuman beasts um and he had a um his cat which he loved very much was a black cat and it was named n-word man um oh wow yeah he was really bad he was very 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 racist but a lot of his contemporaries were jewish and there were a lot of them were non-white and Jewish, which was really like so he was racist purely in like the idea sense. But him and his actual life, like he had friends who were non-white and Jewish. And it was really How? I, I don't <laughs> Dude, know. I think on. it's because he was so sheltered from people who weren't like him that it wasn't so much. It was it was very much like an uneducated, ignorant viewpoint. Not that he hated them because he had any sort of sort of biases towards them but he hated them because they were weren't him and they were unknown it was hatred in the sense of that's how he knew how to manifest his feelings about it but it was very much closer to a genuine fear of people who are not him right um which is again more theme like once we talk about the shadow over insmith and dagon and stuff we'll, we'll we'll it'll it'll all come back full circle just so you know I've never heard of any of these things. Yeah, we'll get in. Only there. one I've heard of is the Call of Cthulhu. We'll get. Well, yeah, we'll get in there. And when, just a question before we move on: When he like made that, when he wrote that mm-hmm. book, did he like, like he intended it to be like a fictional 
Like, yeah, he didn't. He think, always he, knew that he it was always fiction. knew he was writing fiction. Yeah. And so, in this, in the midst of this racist, uh, lonely time in his life, was when he wrote a flurry of 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 uh, of of works. Okay, yeah, yeah. In this in this time period, he wrote the color out of space, which is turning, which is getting recently adapted into a movie. Um, he wrote. History of the Necronomicon, The Dunwich Horror, Whispers in the Darkness, At the Mountains of Madness, The Shadows Over Innsmouth, um, The Shadow Out of Time, all within like a very short amount of time. And this is like to the caliber of if like if the Beatles released like uh, four albums in a year. Like if they released like Sgt. Pepper, Abbey Road, um, the White Album, right? That was yeah. the other one. The White Album. If they released these like year after year, is what that like? I think they did. They sort of did actually. They, like maybe not, maybe not year after year then, because I'm not too familiar with the Beatles. But like maybe like in the same like year. in the same year. He didn't release these. I think he released a lot of these within the same year. But it was like that was the level of which he was producing works in this time. Um, and eventually his aunts like caught wind of his 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 writing success and were like, hey, look we will you can come stay with us again um because we know that you hate how much you hate living in new york alone but you can never have contact with Susie ever again did they not like Susie? they didn't like her because um she like took away their baby i guess i don't really know but they just like really didn't like her for i I wasn't able to find any specifics but like just your classic like they didn't like her didn't approve of her um so he was like all right sure and he never saw or talked to Susie again after he wow after he agreed to go stay with them um so he's back in the uh the New England Boston area he's from New England Boston area by the way he like lived in Massachusetts for a bit he lived all around New England um so he's back in there and this is when he starts writing about this thing called the grip which he which was a disease that he was suffering from which he talked about like ravaging and destroying his, his insides about how like he, he felt like he was being torn, torn apart. Um, and the grip turned out to be cancer. And so for the last few years of his life, he was just suffering and in constant pain from intestinal cancer. Um, and he died at the very young age of 46. Nice. That's a sad life right there. Yeah. He had, like one of the most tragic lives I have ever. Yeah, it's just bad news of. after bad news. It's straight up like there's never any good news in this man's life. Well, I mean, he um, was a success in a way. Yeah, he was a yeah. His work was is successful now, but in the time he was penniless his entire life after his rich grandfather oh. died. Um, posthumous success, if you will. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, I did not know anything about him. Mm. That's crazy. Yeah. So that's a pretty quick rundown of uh, of his life. Um, so we can we can now get into the to the good stuff. Yeah. The mythos a little bit. Take a bite into um, that meaty meaty mythos. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of people haven't heard of the actual source material mythos of the. Uh, some people call it the Lovecraftian mythos. Some people call it the Cthulhu mythos. Um, some people call it the Eldritch Horror uh, stuff, but. Even if you've never heard of it directly, you cannot like you can't swing a stick in media without hitting something that was inspired by H.P. Lovecraft. Mm. Uh, Like it's 
everywhere um from like from uh, children's cartoons all the way to uh um annihilation annihilation yeah. takes heavy inspiration yeah from, uh, it's probably the most lovecraftian movie i've watched i think yeah um and so we'll start with the first thing that lovecraft have written um he wrote a story called dagon mm. which tells the tale of a world war one navyman whose bo- boat was attacked by germans and he escaped on a lifeboat eventually he came across this water that was like almost like black sludge and there was dead fish floating everywhere and he eventually became uh came upon dry land where he found a white stone tablet that was inscribed with little images of fish men hybrids um, and other sort of monstrosities. Um, and he is on this island for a while and from the depths rises a huge uh, half fish, half man uh, called Dagon. And this is the God of fish, the God of the sea Um in the story, the in the story, of the shadow over Innsmouth, um, there are these fish people that worship Dagon as a deity, um, and they seem to be modeled after him. Uh, and so that's the first time you ever hear anything about uh, this this mythos mentioned. And he he doesn't he doesn't write about it every single time, obviously. Um, like it's it, and and for the most part, it's just like little mentions here and there. So he, he like J.R.R. Tolkien, he wrote out like the Cimmerillion and all this stuff. And there's so much writing about detailing about the world. Exactly. That is middle earth. Whereas like HP Lovecraft is very much just like put little whispers in his books and his works and stuff. Like what would the books be mainly based on? They would mainly be about people going insane. So his most common, theme was insanity and was the unknown and specifically that the the, through the the pursuit of knowledge you will go insane yeah um so there are god like the god cthulhu um there is a cult of cthulhu who worships him uh and the people cthulhu is also designated as the great slumbering one um, and he's asleep and like the cult's goal is to like go and wake him up and he will destroy the world. Um, and so there is this, the short story, the call of Cthulhu is about someone who found all these notes about a researcher who found out about Cthulhu and they eventually go on a boat and find Cthulhu and they wake him up and they realize that they've waked up this great elder demon God who's going to destroy the world and they try to defeat it, but ultimately everyone gets slaughtered. Um, there's a point where at the end, at the climax of the story, they decide to ram all their boats into Cthulhu and it splits Cthulhu in half. But then he like regenerates himself. Um, and then they're like, oh, it's all hopeless. And so like them going to find Cthulhu led to their demise. Um, there's a god. The god uh, Nyarlathotep is the um, is the god of knowledge and he knows everything. And so his followers are all about like finding knowledge through sacrifice and through like, like they, they'll do anything to gain the, this, this, this eldritch knowledge is like the term eldritch is like alien and unknown. So is it sort of like, uh, like a common theme of like Apollo flying too close to the sun kind of thing? Icarus. 
Icarus? Um, it was Apollo's son, right? No, no. he was Daedalus's son. Apollo what? is the sun god. Apollo is the sun god, right? So yeah, the story of him flying too close to the sun and yeah, it's 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 similar to that, but it's not really like don't be amb- that that story is like warning you against ambition, right? These are more like existential crisis basically where it's like they're a lot of times like cthulhu is the only one who has a solid form because he's the most common so like in order to put him on a plushie you need to know what he looks like yeah Mm. um he's also had the most distinct description like hp lovecraft did describe him as vaguely humanoid with a face a face much like an octopus with 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 whose mouth is a mass of feelers Mm. with a scaly rubber-like body with long, narrow wings. Like, that's pretty specific. Whereas everything else is just, like, described as a black mass Mm. or, like, a collection of tentacles or a collection of legs. Um, And so a lot of it is the fact that these elder beings are so above us that to witness them would be so incomprehensible to the human mind that it would break um that's driving you insane yeah um like at the mountains of madness is is where they're in antarctica and they're going on an expedition and they find these these things called shogoths which are lesser beings that were created to serve the the elder gods and they find these things that wake up and then slaughter everyone and they go to what they think is a mountain uh, but it actually ends up being an elder god buried in Antarctica, and they all go insane from uh, from witnessing this thing. Feels like very bird boxy, you know. Yeah, bird. Yeah, like again, there's some more of the inspiration. Like yeah. if you see, the, if you witness these things, you go insane. Mm-hmm. Um, bird box is also heavily inspired by uh, apocalypse stories from the Bible, though. Right. Um, but it is there is aspects of yeah, just the that, idea. That, of... that one reminded me of the thing a little bit. Yeah, uh, this like, the, uh, Antarctic expedition, right? That like leads to a bunch of people yeah. going insane in the snow and the ice. Yeah, but, um, just the idea of like witnessing something that's like so divine that you can't, mm-hmm. or not divine, but just like you know, something that you just can't wrap your head around. Mm-hmm. Like when people went, like even just talking about, uh, you know, we've had conversations about time and stuff, and like mm-hmm. as humans, it's really important that we feel like there's a beginning and end to everything and when when you say like oh well what if there is no beginning and there is no end then it's like ah my your brain starts to like stop working Uh, um flat circle i miss true detective season one very (laughs) actually kind of on topic because it is extremely lovecraftian yeah it's actually based on like another author's book called the king in yellow the king in yellow is is it's in the very existential horror concept the king in yellow is part of the uh it's part of the cthulhu mythos yeah haster the king in yellow yeah and then carcosa you know like this like cosmic like play in three acts that if uh, you were to witness all of it would drive you insane. Yeah, I was gonna I was oh. gonna mention Haster, but I didn't have to because Brent did. Well, so so this the yellow book, right? The That's king, the king in yellow, the king in yellow. I already forgot. It's, yeah, Haster Haster's title is the king in yellow. So yeah. he's so this book is um like Lovecraft didn't write this book. Yeah, so but people can write more like his mythos. Yeah, like. I would say 80% of the things written about the Cthulhu mythos weren't written by H.P. Lovecraft. So he just kind of started the foundation. He, yeah, he started. It would be like if 
if everyone started writing fan fiction about about Lord of the Rings, basically. Yeah, right. Um but like obviously not fan fiction if they were like actually talented writers. Right, yeah. Um it's it's a bit like this is where like SCP Foundation, shouts out to that episode, mm, yeah, um draws yeah. a ton of inspiration from Lovecraft. Like there's probably an SCP that's their interpretation of every monster in Lovecraft right. thing. Um also the idea of of a collective group of creative writing in mm-hmm. one thing is 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 very like, similar to right. how yeah, Lovecraftian people... was was uh started people sort um, of donating their stories to yeah. add to the mythos. And if anyone's listening who really knows about Lovecraft, um I'm not too familiar with the actual mythos and I did misspoke either. It's not Nyarlath- Nyarlathotep who is the who is the god of knowledge? It's Yogg-Sothoth. Okay. So just to just to like correctify myself. Ouch. Um, I, all their names are meaningless. Like their names are like Haster, you. Dagon, Cthulhu, Cthulhu, who's Cthulhu's daughter. <laughs> um, Yarlathotep, Azathoth, Yogg-Sothoth. Just let me go out with my friends. So a lot of stuff will be like mentioned in letters and stuff like two other characters like a character will find a letter in a story that will mention something that doesn't really matter for the like larger story um so lovecraft uh read a letter from his friend samuel loveman (laughs) who 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 actually thought the idea of naralethotep who Who got it from his other friend got it from his other friend (laughs) yeah like lovin um, he's based he he's based on a dream that this person had, and the person wrote, "Don't fail to see Nyarlathotep if he comes to Providence. He is horrible, horrible beyond anything you can imagine, but wonderful. He haunts one for hours afterward. I am still shuddering at what he showed." Mm. Um. So that's 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 what. Oh, I'm so all over the place. That's what Samuel Loveman said about H.P. Lovecraft's depiction of Nyarlathotep. Okay. Um, and so like, uh, so I'll just go down a list of some of like my favorite yeah. gods, I guess, just like, cause there's, there's like hundreds of them. There are mm-hmm. actually like hundreds of them, but the big ones are like Haster and Yarlathotep, Yogg-Sothoth. We've already talked about those ones. Cthulhu. Um, he's just like the big, big, big God of destruction, uh, the slumbering God. But one of my all time favorites is one called Azathoth. Um, let me uh, let me sh- let me show you a picture of a- Azathoth. Azathoth. The, dis- the 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 depictions of Azathoth are really all over the place, but most commonly, he's just a big blob of eyeballs and tentacles. That just looks like a giant worm in some of them. Yeah, he. So like he is. Oh wow! Look at that one. This one. This one is very common too. Um, that looks like murmuring phantasm. That's a magic card. Um, we're going to talk about magic card because after we get, we're going to talk about uh, some of the some of my favorite uh, Lovecraftian inspired media. But Azathoth is one of my favorite. Um, he is known as the blind idiot god, mm-hmm. and so idiot not in the sense of like the literal definition of idiot, as in not knowing. So Azathoth is the creator deity. So that big mass of tentacles created the world and everything in it. Just our world or all worlds? Everything. <clears throat> Just by dreaming it up. And so it floats through the cosmic nothingness. And the reason why it's called Blind and Idiot is because it's asleep and it doesn't know that it's... It doesn't know anything that's happening. Mm. If it were to wake up, everything would cease to exist and it wouldn't even realize it. Wow. Um, and so to ensure that it doesn't wake up, there is a flute and a drum that play constantly to keep it asleep. 
Um, and it basically just dreamed us all here. And we we merely exist as a, as a dream of this being. And mm-hmm. if it woke up, we'd all be gone. We'd all be gone. Wow, um, that's some existential horror, right yeah, there, dude. In the color of um the color out of space, which is coming. There's this like there's a there's an area in Massachusetts where a meteor landed, um, and all of the like people act very strangely who live there. And this person comes and and moves in there, and they're a doctor. Um, and they're incredibly racist. Like there, there's so many comments about men that mention about how he like hates his, uh, his neighbors who are, um, who are of not white ethnicity. Um, but it's basically like this rock starts changing the colors of the air and the water and the sky and everything. Um, and he like, eventually people start getting replaced by these like unfeeling alien things. Um, so like there's the fear, like the xenophobia, um, and like the fear of people who are different from him really manifesting in his works. The same thing with the shadow over Innsmouth, which is a story about these people who go to Innsmouth and they start noticing that these people look really weird. And it turns out that they're a tribe of cannibalistic, uh, fishmen who eat these people eventually. So again, you see a lot of this like fear mistrust of and people. mistrust and this, yeah, the, the, the fear of people who are different. Um, the Eldritch Horror, like, he was so incredibly sheltered as a child that, like, in so many of his stories is this deep-seated fear of the unknown, um, which is just so, like, I find Lovecraft so incredibly fascinating. Yeah. I love things like this. Um, it's, like, large-scale SCP. Yeah. It seems like. Like, a lot of just, like, things that are universal. The thing I like about it, it actually to me kind of also sort of reminds me of ARGs and how sort of like subtle everything is. Yeah. Because like there's just like a lot of like what Jack was saying. So many of the things in sort of the, the Lovecraft mythos are just like hinted at mm-hmm. in other works and stuff, but aren't like really fully described. Like to go back to like the King and Yellow thing, there's like all this talk in that book about like Carcosa and this like cosmic play that like will drive you insane if you see all of it. But you never actually get all of it mm. in the story. You just get bits and pieces of it. And you hear from people who have seen it and who have gone crazy. And then, like, you have to it's just... together. Yeah, so it's like there's, like, lots of, like, hints and whispers, like Jack was saying, in these things that it's very, very ARG. Like, that makes you, like, you're, like, seeking out the connections between everything. But there's never, like, really, like, anything so concrete that, like, you can, like wrap your hands around it which like really lends to the existentialness of it all because yeah, you really like, can't like really wrap like, your mind fully around everything because they don't yeah. give you enough to wrap yeah, your mind th- fully like, that's around the thing it. is oh. like the, yeah because the entire basis is that you can't you just can't understand it because it exists so far beyond us mm-hmm. um going back to like the little hints thing like the first ever mention of azathoth was a note that lovecraft wrote to himself that only said azathoth hideous name um and then he later he later expand upon it in his uh in his other works but like he only ever refers to them they're they're never the like dagon and cthulhu are the only ones who are like the certain like they show up in their stories everything else is just their influence is felt um, and speaking of influence, H.P. Lovecraft had some major influence on media as we see it today. Yeah. Um, we'll start off with something that uh, that Bobby uh, 
loves a lot. What is it? Um, well, based on this little thing I'm holding and that tattoo <gasps> on your arm. Ah, I love Batman. Batman. I'm a the huge Batman. Batman. Arkham Asylum. Batman. You know, you know what? I gotta be honest. I'm more of a man bat guy. Um, Brian, how dare you? <laughs> man bat is spooky. He is spooky. We've um, talked about him before on the we show. Have talk, we talked about him on the uh, Mothman episode. Yeah. Go check that episode out. It's a pretty Great good episode, one. yeah. Um, can but, I say that about our own show? Great. Yeah, we can. <laughs> great app. Great. Gr- oh, you know what? You know what I thought was funny? Sorry to sidetrack. Yeah, yeah. The, the egg video from oh did you watch show. it i ended up watching it uh go go check it out we could do a boggle on the egg it's on really that story cool. it's like it a story sick yeah i don't want to go in too much into the details of it if right anyone now. is familiar with young oh i can't remember young midoriya no <laughs> young midoriya no bobby tarantino um which is a logic album yeah uses the egg store that that story as yeah. like a, th- a through line in his thing oh, like like cool. break like interludes and stuff are telling that story yeah um and that's the first place that i heard it and i didn't know that he had taken it from someone um, else. someone else but there's a kurtz kazak just released a video like a few days ago yeah called the egg um which is a vi- like kurtz kazak normally like does if you ever want to learn about anything i suggest watching kurtz kazak videos they're awesome great animation just um, like flat design yeah animation. in a kurtz kazak or in a nutshell yeah um but it's like really this is they normally do like um, like unbiased uh, reports on educational yeah. things. So they'll, they'll like they did one like are GMOs good or bad, and they don't ever answer the question, but they just produce facts about both sides. Yeah. But this one is they're like telling a story about a man who died and his journey through the afterlife. Essentially, yeah. like saying that and having watched it, it's like oh, it's there's like a disconnect in there. Yeah. But like it is essentially what it's about. But it's like. He learns about the world. Just like you just have to go. You watch have to it. watch it. It's Brent, really, I really Brent hasn't watched recommend it. It's really cool. It. It's really cool. But like the, it's only like seven or eight minutes. Well, maybe like think of videos. That. I, I, yeah. I, I don't watch them all the time, but like everything I've watched, there's usually I'm like, hmm, yeah, they got cool. really yeah. good visuals. But one funny comment I saw, and you'll understand this if you saw the video, uh, was so if right, I'm I'll everyone this one out then boys. All yeah, right. sit, sit it out, Brent. Block <laughs> you back. So if I'm everyone, does that mean that I can like my own comment? Oh <laughs> like, yeah, was my, yeah. So like we can like our own show because we're all everyone. We're all the same person. Yeah. Um. But yeah, a really interesting video, and it does also kind of make me think of this because there's one section where the God character is like. Now I live in this different universe, but yeah. you couldn't go there because you wouldn't understand. Yeah, it. that's it. It, it made me think of that too when they yeah. said, "Yeah, you wouldn't understand it." Um, but back to yeah, where where are we back going? To the, we were talking about the inf- Batman, um, Batman, Arkham, Arkham Asylum, based off of Arkham Sanitarium, mm-hmm. which was a place in, in Danvers, Massachusetts. Yes, I've um, been there. It's super cool. Um, in his stories, he would he would use this 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 um fictional place called miskatonia miskatonic mm-hmm. like or mis miska miskaton i forget like miskatonic was there was a university called the miskatonic university which was named after the fictional river miskatonic river and in the in the universe the miskatonic university is like like rivaling harvard with like its prestige basically yeah. um and they like they're the ones who in the mountains of madness funded this expedition to antarctica um they do a lot and they're the ones who have like a lot of the research on like this stuff mm-hmm. um but yeah Arkham Asylum and also lots of the different uh, villains. The Rogues Gallery um, are based off of different stuff like that. One of my two of my personal favorite games of all time, um, Bloodborne, which is made by the same people who make Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. It's basically like a Victorian era, 
London mixed with Lovecraftian stuff. Like a lot, like so many of the, like there's a mechanic in that game called insight where if you gain knowledge, like the more insight you have, the more things you can see in the world and the world starts to change. And once you have a certain amount of insight, then like the world turns like dark and stuff. Um, but if you gain too much insight, you can have this thing called frenzy, which will make you go insane and you'll lose a lot of life, which is like, like bloodborne is legitimately just like directly like it's, it's, it's so heavily inspired. Um, all the names are different and everything, but like they have the, in bloodborne, there are the old ones and the, and the elder beings. And it's like, it's just, it's just directly inspired and translated into their own unique thing. And if you haven't, if you have a PlayStation four and you never played bloodborne and you like challenging video games, I highly recommend it. Cause it's, so freaking good and like i love love i love lovecraftian things <laughs> mm-hmm. and i love the the play style of the game and everything and it's so intriguing it's your second favorite of all time yeah. well bloodborne is not my favorite game of all time well you said you had two games we're definitely oh, the- not hearing you right now bobby <laughs> What's your second favorite game of all time, Jack? Um, Why am I? I'm literally three feet well, from no, my no. phone. These are just. Some, <laughs> I've been I've been listening to Jack. These, I'm just getting these, comfy. These two games are just some of my favorite games of all time. Because the other one is um, the second game I was going to talk about is Magic: The Gathering. <laughs> oh, buddy boy! So I love his little like innocent look on his face that yeah, just came cool. over. I, I love, smile. This would not be a brain vogel episode without <laughs> me talking about Magic: The Gathering. Jack's like top teeth just like come out and just like um, and you got a little chipmunk so face. There are these these creature types which are my favorite creature type in Magic called yeah. the Eldrazi. Oh, it's like like literally directly inspired. Yeah, the Eldrazi are are so heavily inspired. So this is Eldrazi Sky Spawner. He's played in Bant Eldrazi. This is Eldrazi. Like they're just very much like you can see how they're like inspiration. They're so abstract and they all tentacly and everything. That's not an Eldrazi. That's not an Eldrazi. Is that a real card? That is a real card. That's a cool card. Um, what is the world that Magic the Gathering is based in? Like, is it like supposed to be Earth? No. So it's um, so there are these the so I'll actually get into that. So Eldrazi exist in what's called the Blind Eternities, which is the space in between the planes. And so the planes is essentially a multiverse where like so the first time we saw the Eldrazi, they were on this plane of called Zendik- Zendikar which is a very large plane, which was very rich in mana. And in Magic the Gathering, mana is produced from the land around you. So different, different, par- like, so so in the game, the, the way that the game mechanics work is there's a, car- a forest card, and the forest card you can use to make green mana, a mountain can use to make red, a swamp black, plains white, and an island blue. And so different aspects of the world are rich in these different colors of mana, and so the Eldrazi feed on mana and they leave behind just like nothing. Um, and so uh, Zendikar is, was so rich in mana everywhere that they were attracted to this place and they came through the blind eternities and started feeding on this mana. And it was like stranger things. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's a little bit like that. Um, but all of these creatures are like this card desolation twin and thought not seer and all these other cards are spawn of these three 
uh, Emrakul, Ulamog, and Kozilek are the three major titans, and everything else comes from them. And the way that it, the way that um, the Eldrazi are explained is them coming through the blind eternities and being in our planes is like if there were fish in a pond and you stuck your hand into the pond, the fish would think that your hand is the entire creature and they would, they would see it and they would be like, Oh, that's the creature. But like human beings aren't shaped like the hand. And so they wouldn't like the fish wouldn't even be able to understand the entire arm and body that's attached to the hand. And that's sort of like what the, um, what the Eldrazi are. And that's how you can see the, um, like the, the, the influence, that they have um and so to, to go back to explaining what mad the magic of the gathering i guess is so like then there's a there's a plane called kaladesh which is like very technologically advanced um and there there are planes that are like called grixis which is like a plane of death and decay and so basically they're just like these different planes of existence and um there are people called planeswalkers who have the special ability to travel in between these planes but otherwise you only exist within your own world and you only know that one plane there's one called Amonkhet, which is themed after egypt there's um there's one called uh lorwin which is themed after like classic fairy tales and stuff and so like it's 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 really cool it's a really yeah. fun game yeah, yeah it's, it's, uh, definitely want to look more into it because yeah. i used to be really into that kind of and stuff so yeah so the eldrazi are like by far the most common influence but if we go to um shadows over innistrad so now Innistrad is a classic horror themed plane. Like it's got vampires and zombies and werewolves and everything. But the shadows over Innistrad was when Eldrazi came to Innistrad. And so this is where it's, it's themed around. This is where we get like the, in, like Innistrad obviously sounds like Innsmith. Um, and so this is where like Emrakul was the moon and her like influence was corrupting everything around her and like people were like turning into um eldrazi like mutations and stuff um and so like there that that's very uh very lovecraftian to yeah. like to be mutating into uh different things and there's um yeah so those are my two favorite lovecraftian inspired yeah. uh things no like the more we're talking about it the more i'm like remembering things that just yeah. remind <laughs> me of this yeah like every like the, uh, you can find a lovecraftian influence in everything yeah i would say that all that the transformation stuff just reminds me so much of uh, an annihilation i, I yeah. can't hype that movie up enough I that's really the one with would, natalie portman that we yes, watched I, I I annihilation is brent's uh interstellar yeah, yeah it's very <laughs> interesting because like when i first watched it I spent like a good 45 minutes not knowing what to think mm-hmm. about it. And then the more and more I kind of sat there with it, the more I grew to love it. And then now it's like, I can't recommend that movie enough just for like the, ex- it's like an experience of a, a film, right? The existential yeah, thoughts it's, that it provokes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there are aspects of it that maybe are a little bit, you know, kind of like, I don't know, like the sort of like twisty ending. It's like, all right, whatever. But like all the stuff in the middle, like with the existential stuff and like the shimmer is like unknowing, the, yeah. uh, like unknowable extraterrestrial, just like thing coming down to the planet that just causes everything to transform yeah. and change in these inexplicable yeah. ways. Yeah. And just, like when I saw, when I saw Annihilation, I couldn't help but think of the color out of space. Cause like the similarities are mm. so like, the parallels are insane, and I'm I'm really excited to see the Colorado Space movie when it comes yeah. out. Um, I think it's got 
Joaquin Phoenix, maybe. Joaquin? Is let, me, let me look it up real quick. Why is this ra- reminding me of a conversation we had earlier, 2001, A Space Odyssey? I feel like the ending of that movie is super existential. I know it's not really... Space Baby? Space Baby. Oh, it's got Nick Cage. Nick Cage. Zoinks. I'm excited because... Is Joaquin Phoenix in it or no? No. But Nick Cage is amazing at just when he can just be insane... It's great. Watch out. Did you see Mandy? Watch out. Dude, I cannot recommend Mandy enough. Mandy is fantastic. Mandy is just like, it's a revenge plot. It's a revenge story. And it's, it's, it's Nick Cage getting revenge on these people who killed his girlfriend. And it's just my daughter. And it's like, it's just like drug fueled, insane colors, insane sequences. There's like these demon bikers who show up at one point, and it's great. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I spit everywhere. Oh, I that's how good it is. Oh, it's so good. I can't remember. I cannot recommend it enough. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of like things that. Now, what makes something like Lovecraftian? inspired like does it have to have some kind of giant monster in it to be uh not some kind of like secret civilization so wikipedia has themes listed but like basically um uh forbidden knowledge yeah was like wasn't really like wasn't really a thing in fiction until him uh cosmic cosmic entities like like big cosmic horror Mm -hmm. entities um the uh do they get inspired comic books like other than batman um i'm sure like galactus and stuff i'm sure yeah galactus i'm sure finds some like maybe in like the collective it's 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 so ingrained into us that it's like the idea of cosmic horror the reason why it was so popular and all these writers wanted to get on it was because he was like the first one to do this like existential eldritch cosmic horror thing right so, it's like all the movies we see now like like right now annihilation yeah every, no one thought about that stuff yeah like that like wasn't in the collective unconscious yeah. and now that it is you can't help but 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 feel the influence of, yeah. of of lovecraft which is right. very on theme with lovecraft mm. like the fact that his things are about these these beings that cause such an influence over your life and now right. that like you don't even know it but like lovecraft has caused he is one like i was talking to so many people when i was doing research for this episode and i was like have you guys ever heard of lovecraft and they were like no i haven't and i was like you may not be have heard of lovecraft but i'm almost positive that you interact with something lovecraftian inspired every right. day because it's it's unavoidable <laughs> it seems like it is i mean just talking about it for an hour and we've already like just like started sparking my imagination of different things. I know this is one of the things that like you cannot consume all of it in an hour. No, I want to read some of the stuff. Have you guys like read his I've books? I've read her stories. I've read Dagon um, and I've read the call of Cthulhu. Were they good? They're pretty good. And I've had the, I've had the, uh, um, I've had like a lot of them. Like I've had at the mountains of madness, like summed up to me mm. in like a, like a video explaining it and like the themes behind it. And the yeah. same thing with color out of space. Um, yeah. And like I was saying, I read maybe half of the history of the Necronomicon. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember why I didn't finish it. I think I just like, Got scared. Go to scared. I probably just got too busy and then like yeah. lost track of where I was. It definitely sparks your imagination, like from when you were a kid, when you just like think that there's shadow men like walking around and like there's just these bigger things like controlling the universe, and you know it really makes you kind of wish that. Well, I don't know if I wish they were real, but 
no, it seems I like don't want these to be real. No, like Cthulhu, like if we had to wake up Cthulhu, first of all, why do they wake up Cthulhu if they knew that he was going to destroy the planet? And, and he don't. And same thing as any doomsday so cult. Weird. Like they like destroy the planet and they'll be reborn. Hmm. It's crazy stuff, dude. It's crazy yeah. stuff. Oh, um, it wouldn't be a brain boggle lap without without a uh, alternate dimension. Yeah, he it. wrote about one called the Dreamlands, which you could only access through your dreams. Mm. Makes sense. Dream, dream. So dream, when you dream, fell asleep, dream, dream. Exactly. <laughs> Shouts out to Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Light. You're, yeah. you're not just lava. You're light. Stupidest <laughs> thing. It's so dumb. That's also the greatest thing. Let's get a Strike Boy and Lava Girl sequel with yeah. the actors. Same actors. Same ones. Yeah. Same ones. George Lopez. George Lopez. Need him we <laughs> need him as Mr. Electric. It's not Mr. Electricity Dad. It's not Mr. Electric. <laughs> no, it is Mr. Electricity Dad. Yeah. He's like, it's not Mr. Electric. It's not Mr. E. Electricidad. <laughs> Electricidad. Um, but in the Dreamlands, um, they all like it's the same place as us it's just like a plane on top of us where like things exist that we can't see Hmm. you need to like find a key and then walk you need to then go and find the 72 steps of light sleep in the wardrobe no and then you'll find narnia (laughs) sorry (laughs) once you once you climb the 72 steps of light sleep You'll be in front of these uh, these two Egyptian-looking people who will judge you and whether or not you can pass through. I don't know what the what the criteria are, but they'll be like, you're worthy to go through. And then you enter the 500 steps of heavy sleep, of deep sleep, I think it's actually called. Wow. And once you pass the 500 steps of deep sleep, you're in the dreamlands. It's like the original Inception. Yeah. Do in you, the, like, access it, like, every night? Or is it, like, well, you, you have, have to, do, to consciously you, I think, go? I, I, I think you have to, like, consciously go. In the story Polaris, which he wrote right after Dagon, um, he tells the story of a man who would dream of the city every night. Um, and there was one night where the city was under siege, and they sent him to go to a watchtower um, to alert if the enemy was attacking. And so he went up there and then he found all these strange symbols and stuff. And then he fell asleep trying to decipher them. And when he woke up, he was back in the real world. And from that point on, he thought that the real world was actually the dream world. And he needed to get back into the dream world, which was at, which he thought was the real world. And he thought that because he was stuck in the real, real world that he had failed his city. Um, Polaris is a cool little short story. A lot of, a lot of what uh, Lovecraft wrote were just short little short stories that, that can be read in a sitting. Very, very existential. Yeah, I don't like thinking about it, but I do like thinking about it. Yeah, it's one of those things, isn't it? It's crazy. I I really it makes me kind of want to dig deeper into the like psychology of like what happened with his childhood and like why where all this comes from. You know, like is it is it one of those things that just lays dormant within all of us that if we were facial dread, yeah, like if we're straight faced with enough negative sort of life events in a row. Oh, so you're saying does everyone have the ability to break down into like to go to have a psychotic break? Or like do we all have those hidden dreams and ideas within us? Like is it like a human thing? You know? Well, like we talked about like 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 human memory, like mm-hmm. what it was a collective unconscious. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like um is it something that we've always kind of all it's just inherently like part of us, just existential dread? Yeah, I think I think humans specifically because I think humans are the only like animals that have the mental capacity to think to think Where existentially. From? Where does it come from? Boys? I think it's I legitimately think it's a curse of our own intelligence. Like, because a dog doesn't care that it's a dog, you know what I mean? 
Whereas like humans ponder their existence all the time. Oh, it always comes back to like, where does that, where did that come from? Like, is it, did we just, I think it's just from the fact that we think, but where did the, where did that, like, why are we the only creatures that think, you know? Well, now you're getting existential. Exactly. We don't know Which is the whole topic. But we could talk about that in another episode. Another episode. We're running, we're running out of time. We're running we're out of time to, here. To the end here. But I just want to give a shout out to our fans out there. We got some new fans. We got some yeah. people messaging we us. We got some messages from... Uh, oh. Did we already mention this? I don't know. We might I don't have. think we did. Um, I don't I won't. We won't say her, her name. We won't say their name. But she um, was very paranoid about yeah, she was very doing paranoid. a Scientology yeah. episode. Um, yeah. But, so we won't mention their name in any capacity. But, but shout out. But thank you for um for reach. messaging us. We love hearing from our fans. Yeah. So please reach out to us. We, we, we always respond to everybody. Yes. So, you know. We always respond to everybody. We got a lot of listeners around the world. It's pretty cool. Me and Jack yeah. were looking at some of the numbers, and yeah, you if got you uh, people in Australia and the UK, if you came here from now, you know. Uh, hey, welcome. Yeah, what's up, guys? We obviously you know us from now. You know, yeah, we're mm-hmm. the hey, we're the editors from now. You know, yeah, we hey, edit now. You know, we were on some shows. You probably didn't like that. Much. I've never yeah. been on camera <laughs> now. You know, and I plan to keep it that way. Or maybe yeah. they did like them, and that's why they came here. That's true. Maybe. Oh yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe. it was a few people. Maybe you were the some of the people who like liked our weird shout out to ed- Bruce video editing show to yeah, Bruce Wayne. Show. Right? Was it Bruce, Bruce Wayne? Wayne? Yeah, who, like yeah, left a bunch of terrible comments. He's definitely not here. That's so funny. But yeah, so shout out to Now You Know for giving us a shout out because we got all these new listeners. Yeah, check Welcome. out Now You Know. If you're into uh, tech or uh, Tesla specifically, uh, go check them electric out. Electric vehicles. Electric yes. vehicles in general. Uh, renewable energy. Yes. Mm. Also, you know, just shout out to all our new listeners because we appreciate you. We love you. Mm-hmm. And buy our merch. Buy our merch. Also, give us your money. Give us, give your, us money. your money. It costs money to make the podcast, and we true. need yours. And you're listening for free, probably. Probably. Uh, so unless you have Spotify, premium. unless you have Spotify Premium. But did you get Spotify Premium for us? Most certainly. It but you could get. <laughs> we don't get anywhere. any of the Spotify Premium money. So buy mm. our T-shirts instead. Mm. Um, we're gonna partner with this new EcoWare thing that will uh, be make our website all nice and. Neat. Oh, we decided that. Yeah, I guess we're deciding. All right, that. I guess that's official now. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just. I mean, it would be pretty good. Yeah, uh, it'll make our website look better. Um, I don't know when that's happening. So probably soon. Probably soonish. We're yeah. Gonna also, we're gonna. Don't worry, people out there who are patiently waiting for our Patreon. We're going to figure some stuff out because I think we're, we're going to get the Patreon going soon. We got soon. some good stuff. Yeah, I we have some ideas for I like bonus episodes. We're brainstorming some stuff. ideas and stuff. We want to make sure we have some like nice tiers that you guys would actually want. Yeah, we don't want We like, don't want to just throw some crap up there and be like, yeah. give us 10 bucks and we'll, you know, fart in the microphone. <laughs> some shit. Like, we want to give you real yeah, perks yeah. that you actually yeah, want. We're so. gonna, we're, yeah, for sure. I think like, like signed posters, would that be cool? Is that yeah, a cool thing? Yeah, I think signed posters for enough would be for like, for, like yeah, for, for, for a high enough tier would be cool. I think maybe for a dollar. Some, maybe some bonus apps. Yeah. Some bonus apps. Yeah, we'll some videos. Bonus apps for maybe some we can make a private ones. YouTube channel. Hmm? Yeah, maybe videos only on uh, thing. I think the dollar one will, will like, we'll read new patrons for at least a dollar until yeah. we get, until we get like, until yeah, we're shout outs at the beginning of the show. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll get, we'll give shout outs to patrons for, for, I think a dollar would, would be good for that yeah. until, like, until we get like a, like a thousand people, right. then we might have to bump it up to like five dollar tier. Pick out of the yeah. Pick, pick we'd also like we'd only stack. we'd only read your name like once. Like when you become a patron, we'd be like, thank you for this, and then you just like ongoing. Um, yeah. I'm just I'm getting too specific now. Maybe but, a little yeah. bit. I'll do a little, <laughs> we'll, we can think of so I can do a little something special we'll for each something. name. Yeah, do, yeah, you know? yeah. Oh, we can have Brent do his Randy Savage impression again, and then give him bronchitis <laughs> yeah, for three I'll more try. weeks. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, I know, right? I got no, bronchitis. I'll, 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 I'll come up with like a, I'll take everyone's name and make it into like a slam poem. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> like it. Good, that'd be awesome. So hey, support us on Patreon. I might actually do that. <laughs> yes, you absolutely Mom. should. <laughs> Zach, you know who you know who Zach and Aaron's. T- two patrons are right now i wish i could say zach and aaron's mom but one of them zach's mom <laughs> and the other one is maya's mom uh jen i know jen listens so shout out to jen shout out to, shout jen. Out to jen. Hey jen um why are you a patron for zach and aaron but not for us well because our patreon sucks it does we suck done we're gonna do better we're gonna, we're gonna do better. get it better we'll we'll update you guys in the next step we'll tell you where it went yeah, become a patron mom give me your money yes please <laughs> mom well, we need new chairs i've been slowly sinking in this chair yeah, throughout the Bobby's episode got the sinky chair yeah that's why throughout this episode you've heard me oh. slowly all right, I'm gonna leave you. I'm gonna leave you. Okay, I'm your, I'm your, I'm your joking Jay, and I'm gonna leave you off on a joke. I have I never done joking Jay before. Um, there was a, there was a, a, a British, a, uh, and 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 there was a, an American ship off the coast of Germany, and they hit it. They hit a uh, a coral reef, mm-hmm. and they made and they raided out, and they said, "Mayday, Mayday, we are sinking." I repeat, we are sinking. And the first person to receive the radio waves was the German Coast Guard, and they answer and they go. Hello, yes. This is the German Coast Guard. Um, what are you thinking about? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's one of my favorite jokes. On topic of that, did you know that most of the palm trees, actually, I'm pretty sure like all the palm trees on the coast of Florida came from a shipwreck where they had like 12 ships full of coconuts from like the uh, Bahamas. Is this, I don't think I this don't, is true. I don't believe you. No, and this is like these twelve ships got in a shipwreck, and all the coconuts washed ashore. It was a long time ago. That's nuts! Oh, oh. Right, you anyway, you're your joking Jay. Signing off. I'm your Batman B, Bobby Ke- Kevin Conroy, Batman specifically. Okay. Nice, nice. And I'm your big mouth. Bass B Brent Take me to the river <laughs> <laughs> Alright thanks for listening Don't go insane Love you bye okay. special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.